everybody. Welcome to this episode of Tech Connect. I am Dan, the instructional tech here in Coloma. Woo! And I am Ben, and I'm I'm awake now. That was impressive. <laughs> Way to go. So bad. What's going on? What's up? Um, what what is up? That's a great question. Um, so a lot of things are up. Uh, last week, um, Mr. Ehlers, our superintendent, sent out a message to everyone, just uh, informing them about a direction that uh, that we're moving in regarding mm-hmm. our uh, office productivity productivity suite right. of choice. Yeah. Um, long story short, um, yeah, Microsoft Office will be phasing out. Um, For those who can't see, Ben is shifting I'm his shifting hands my side hands. to side, like, pushing it away. It's going to be fading out. It's a slow fade. It's not yeah. going to be like... Yeah, it's not going to be like Michael J. Fox, Marty McFly, you know, at the dance and poof, you know, like yep. that. It's it's going to be it's going to be over um, time. Um, if 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 you haven't read the letter um, that uh, Mr. Ayler sent out, it basically comes down to uh, a little bit about money. Um, you know, the cost to keep uh, office running on every single computer in the district. Um, but then also more just about, um, you know, ecosystems and where we're at and pushing towards the future. You know, all of our kids, you have Chromebooks, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And increasingly, we don't have Windows machines yeah. accessible to the students. At the elementary, we have a couple Windows machines in the media center. Yep. Um, at the junior, at the intermediate school, only same cur- situation. Well, I don't know. They have a couple. They have a couple uh, Windows yeah. machines. They're yep. uh, for printing purposes. Yep. Um, but we dismantled the uh, the last Windows lab at the elementary over Christmas break. Yep. Um, there's no more lab Windows labs at the intermediate. The junior high has a Windows lab. But I can I can speak that it's not being used. Uh, the kids have well, one to one devices. Uh, they have one to one devices, right? And then, in the classrooms. Yeah, and then we have two labs, Windows lab at the, uh, um, well, we have three Windows labs at the uh, high school. One of them is the drafting lab, so that's being yep. used for classes. And the other two then um, are the CTE yep. um, and the online learning lab. Uh, so, yeah, just, just I mean, the, the accessibility for those is just not there. So um, it's one of those things where, where, you know, the superintendent said, okay, it's time. You know, it's time. We've been dabbling in the ecosystem, the Google ecosystem. We got Chromebooks and everything, yep. Yep. and it's time to go. So we're going to be, um, you and I, yeah. Um, are definitely <laughs> going to be busy um, helping people uh, with this. Um, it, we, I went through this in my previous school district mm-hmm. um, as well. Um, uh, the decision was made, and it was like boom, and it was my job to say, okay, uh, I'm I'm going to help you, and yep. I helped everyone from people in the office to yep. teachers to students, and um, and I'm right back there in the same role now. <laughs> so it's like, all right, here we go. I'm ready yeah, for this. Yeah, I've got totally. resources, and I got Dan because before I was doing it all by myself. So, yeah. but um, yeah, so that's that's what's happening. That's <laughs> that's a big up. That is so, that's a big what's up. Yeah. And my what's up is, you know, it's it's that part of the year where we're doing state testing, which is a non-classroom instructor for me. That means that's not I've what's got, up. That's I've like, got bleh, I've got a little more time to focus on the Lake Michigan Tech Conference in these couple of weeks when when everyone's taking tests and I can't be in the classroom. So right. really getting excited for the Lake Michigan Tech Conference. It's July 22nd. We have over 40 sessions ready to go. Awesome things, literacy, assessment and STEM, plus some other stuff like an office to other 
session with yours truly that's going to be kind of moving away from Office and what some of the options are and some of the, the platforms. So we definitely have a lot of that happening, and, and we're actually meeting this week to basically set up the grid and get that out to you so that you guys can be as excited for it as I am. The grid. The grid. Yeah, any any hints like as to what's going to be there? Any sneak uh, peeks? Any <laughs> teasers? You're not yeah. sworn to secrecy. It's not yeah, like yeah, no, it's exactly. not like I'm it's just, not like Avengers I'm Endgame. Through. I'm going through. You can um, tell us. There'll be some uh, open educational resources items. There'll okay. be some um, coding items. We have a couple really cool coding sessions coming down. Um, oh, and we got some cool coding robots. We do have cool coding robots. Yes, so, and we'll um, have iPads to, to play with them and the coding right. robots too. That'll so be cool. It'll be really cool. Plus, um, looking at some other things that are going on with it, I'm just trying to run through my head of some of the sessions. Um, we have a lot with uh, Jeremy Heiler will be here, and, and Jeremy Heiler is a part of the Chippewa writing product, so he's really great with that literacy piece, um, and he will be uh, sharing his texting and grammar and teaching in the the 21st century our kids they don't use whole words anymore oh. um and he has come up with some strategies he's been featured on the K- kqed uh mind shift blog which is Whoa. really cool on um, how, to, so, how to help students of yeah. the texting generation deal with real grammar right and literacy like, so, that's actually really cool I yeah like that. and he's, he's gonna be here he's got two different sessions that he's doing I, so i saw him i saw him at uh, um a conference a few years back i sat yeah. in one of his sessions and it, yeah. was, it was really enjoyable yeah and he's been here he, he missed last year because somebody else so I was willing to, to to fly him out to a different area of the country and for him to Ooh. be sort of a keynoter. But he comes down and We he, weren't willing to fly him down to... <laughs> well, I, I mean... The Southwest Michigan Regional Airport? So, yeah, I need to... <laughs> I need to get a pilot's license is what this is coming down to so that we can offer the best experience for Lake Michigan Tech Conference and we need to get a Coloma Cessna plane. There we go. If anyone out there, (laughs) uh, staff, student, board member has friends or family that that fly and has access to a vehicle. I need a flight sponsor. There you go. (laughs) All right. So this episode is really going to be kind of if you guys go two episodes back, we interviewed students. Mm -hmm. This time we're going to interview a teacher. So Ted Zart is a seventh grade social studies teacher. Coloma Junior High, and I, I recently sat down with him and had a conversation about what it's like to provide some voice and choice in the classroom for his kids, and that's what we're going to do right now. All right, so today I'm here with Ted Zart. He's our 7th grade and 6th and grade social studies teacher. He's got a couple double duty there. But uh, we recently worked together, and, and it was his project, but I was there for support on the Greek and Roman project, and he provided his students with some voice and choice um, and he's here to talk a little bit about that. He agreed to sit down and talk a little bit about the process and the results so far. So Ted, how are you doing today? Good. Good? Good. Awesome. So can you describe a little bit of the choice and options that you gave to the students on this project? Yep. And um, I don't think I've ever given this much choice on a project, but we gave choice in so many different ways. even all the way down to the teachers. If you and I were in the room, they could choose who they wanted to ask a question. That's kind of basic. But um, to start out the project, I had them do something called a wander and wonder. We're researching Greeks and Romans. And what they did was they had a choice of 98 different books that they could look at, and they had to choose those to get their research because I told them they could not use the Internet for research, um, basically because I was worried about copy and pasting and all that stuff. But using the books... 
gave them a ton of choice. I didn't even really think about that, but they were choosing where they were getting their information from. So more than just a textbook, it was, you know, you've got options and, and yeah. you get to pick. Yeah. Yep. And even that, they were choosing Roman and Greek. They could even choose which empire they wanted to study. So there was that. And then um, probably the biggest choice they had to make was what the final product was going to be. So that was either the website. They could create a website on Google Sites. They could create a newspaper, which we had a newspaper template on Google Slides, or they could create a video using Adobe Spark, and they would create a one-minute video about their empire that they chose. So did it, how did they handle that choice, and what observations did you make in the moment in the class when it was happening? Yeah, so I think... They handled the choices really well, and I think that them even having the choices in front of them made them think a little bit more about what they wanted it to look like, or it definitely gave them more ownership. So they were, I think, engagement was definitely high. Um, There were kids that I've seen putting their head down for over a month and just kind of checking out that were now excited and ready to do the project and uh, put forth some effort, which was really, that was really cool to see. Yeah, I think I think you mentioned to me in the class one day that you came in and one of your students that had typically been off task was working on it at home the night before. They were yeah. that excited. So that And they be- came up to me in the hallway and they were like, hey, should we do this or what do you think? And I'm, I'm like, yeah it's, yeah, it's great. So it was really cool to see them excited. Yeah. What about for you? Like you in the moment watching this, was it scary and how did you handle it? I, it wasn't scary at all for me, but I know in previous years, because you and I have done this for mm-hmm. four years, I think now, or maybe three, three. years. This would be so a time. the first year we gave them no choice, but there was you're doing this and this is your this is your empire that you're researching. Mm-hmm. Second year we did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I we had done the uh, pamphlet before, which is mm-hmm. kind of what I looked at the newspaper like, but... Um, uh, this year we had those two under our belts, and I was, and you're the one who suggested let's give them choice. And I, I was, I was not afraid of it at all because we we had done it before. But um, I think those previous years I was afraid of that. I didn't want to give them choice because then I wouldn't have as much control over this or or that or whatever. So I, I was hesitant before, but now after doing it this year. It made things a lot better. I think having those things under your belt already, mm-hmm. knowing that this project will turn out like this, yeah. is easier to say, yeah, let's do that. And then I've done this one too. So, yeah, they, it was easy this year, I think. Okay, awesome. So what if, what if anything surprised you the most about the choice aspects of your project? What was the most surprising thing? I mean, we already talked about the kids that checked in after having been yep. checked out. Yeah, and I think... Um, Here's another choice that we gave them. We gave them a choice to work in groups or work individually. We let them choose who was in their group. I was surprised by the groups of kids that got together that were some kids that are not getting A's and B's for sure. They're not, Mm -hmm. and they don't put forth a lot of effort in class. But those groups of kids that I would worry about working together 
we didn't really have to worry about them working together because they were doing what they needed to do and they were producing what they needed to produce, which is yeah. cool. Yeah, it, almost like they had that ownership you already yeah, talked exactly. a little bit about. They, yeah. they they knew what they had to do. They knew that they made these choices and they wanted, they were connected. It didn't feel like somebody was saying, do this, do this now. Exactly. Yeah. If it was one of those things, I'm sure they would have been like, well, this is what Mr. Zard is telling us to do, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that or um, whatever. But they took ownership exactly like what you're saying. Yeah. That's exactly what that's exactly what it was. So how have you had a chance to look at final products? How'd they turn out? So today was the due date. So okay. I you and I both had we're looking over their shoulder. Mm-hmm. The the websites looked really, really good. Yeah. They looked like a professional website. Like you could put it on the internet and if someone Googled this about the Roman Empire, they could find that site mm-hmm. and find good information. Yeah. Um so I think they looked really, really good. The newspapers looked pretty good. I'll have to read that. That's something I'll have to sit down and look at a yep. little bit more. Um, the videos are always cool. Yeah. Um, it, it comes down to did they really understand what they were researching mm-hmm. and whether it's really, really quality or not. But the way it looked, the, the product was very professional, I would say. It looked really good. Okay. So don't know yet on, on the content, but we, we're looking good so far just on appearance. Exactly. I think that's yeah. really cool. So in the future, this is the, like, the last question. This is kind of to conclude it. Okay. Would you provide your kids with a choice like this again? Yes. Maybe not this project, but maybe a different project. Yep. Absolutely, I would. And I think even projects that I do that I did earlier this year, I think next year I'm going to allow that choice because of how much engagement I saw and the uh, the quality that that ownership brings, the quality in their own work, mm-hmm. I think is, is worth it okay. to give a choice. And I think that um, once you get a few of those end products under your belt as a teacher, those are the things. It's it's really not any more difficult to do, to grade three different types of projects rather than just having so many of one project. So I think it's definitely going to be something I'll do in the future, for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you for the couple minutes out of your day today. I really do appreciate that and uh, look forward to working with you some more. Yeah, and thank you for coming in and helping out. Yeah, so. No problem. Awesome. All right, so now we are back after listening to Ted's interview. And, and Ben, any initial thoughts? Um, I, I Okay, there was – first of all, it's awesome. Uh, I think I've said this before. It's awesome that we have you here um, able to do things like this with students, able to do things like this with teachers, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one thing to do something with, with students or with a class, but yep. when you're able to do this, partner with a teacher, um, and then you're touching – you know, 100 yep. plus students. Yep. That's really, really impactful. And mm-hmm. then being able to um, to shift this. So three, three takeaways. First of all, the first big takeaway was the fact like he was saying like, oh, yeah, like I, I would love not only to continue to do this, but I'd love to continue um, implementing more choice and putting more choice into projects in mm-hmm. the future. Right. Right. To make it more engaging, because that, that leads to my second takeaway was that student um, kind of towards the beginning that was was saying coming back to him after being at home and working right. and going oh my gosh this is great really yeah. great i mean how that's that's awesome right especially yeah. as a former 
<laughs> as a former middle school social studies teacher, I know how dry that is, especially <laughs> when it's like we're going to learn about the ancient world and yeah, yeah, yep. you know, yep, yep. and it's and and um, and so for them to come forward with that and go, oh yeah, I was engaged, that's cool. But I think the biggest takeaway uh, for me is the non-tech aspect, the fact that you guys started with the books. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, hey, okay, it's really easy to copy and paste. Yeah. Right, it's really, it really easy to do that, and so this is a social studies class. It's not an English class. We're not, it's you know, not necessarily right. going to be talking about, you know, how where to find resources and how to effectively use those 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 resources to Which the same depth. I would like to, to to argue is that doesn't have to just happen in English classes. Okay, but. okay, yeah, that's that's <laughs> no, that's a good point, and I'm not trying to say like, hey, I, I guess what I mean is he's not necessarily going to have the time to go that right. deep right. in right. that Absolutely. in that in that class. Um, so the fact that it's still there, you know, the the building those research skills, mm-hmm. you know, close reading for information. Um, but the fact that it started with the books. Right. Don't worry about the technology. Just find some books and the kids can just explore. touch it, feel it, explore yep. it. Yep. Yeah. That, very, very, cool. very cool stuff. Yeah, and, and I'm a big believer in voice and choice. So just working on a project like this and having somebody willing to kind of hand over some of the rain a little bit and not keep that full control um, and give those kids those options. It was the same content, the same standards, the same everything, but the kids were out finding the pieces that connected with them the most to include in theirs. And I just think there's so much value to that for just not only retention, but also for these kids to actively learn and to do new things. So Yeah, no, it's great. It puts yeah. it puts it puts teachers in a spot where they might feel a little uncomfortable, right? Um, at first, but that's good, right? Because we learn when we're un- when we're when we're uncomfortable, right? Um, that's that's when we're actually learning and yeah. acquiring new skills, right? Um, and so it, it, you're you're modeling you're modeling to the students what it's like to yeah. learn in the real world after you leave school. Yeah, so. Awesome. Cool. Well, again, thank you to Ted for uh, Thanks, Ted. allowing us to interview him and have that conversation. So it's Very really cool. awesome. Very cool project. So now we are officially on our fourth episode yep. of Tech Connect. Woohoo! And we are. Do we get a prize? Oh, for <laughs> three. We're not oh for three. Come on. We, We're oh okay. for three on the stump us. Uh, all right. Fair enough. We so, are. Yeah. Last week, Melissa Davis asked Ben to identify <laughs> the seven horcruxes from the Harry Potter books, <laughs> and I was no help whatsoever. No. <laughs> but he sat there, and, and I was no help through. either. Well, it no, was, you you got five of the seven. I, I think I, I was think. mostly. Correct. Mostly correct on five of the seven. Mostly so. correct. So what was I? Okay, so the seven horcruxes, which I went back and listened to that episode, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm <laughs> such a nerd, like explaining what horcruxes are. But anyways, all right. So what did I get right? Uh, you had Tom Riddle's diary. Got the diary. Yep. You had um, the, the ring, the cup. Oh, the, the cup. ring. Uh, I think you had the cup. No, no. I had, I had, I had the diary. I had the ring. I had the. I don't. I didn't like. I had the, I had the diadem, the gem. Okay. The gem, and then I had Harry. Harry and Nagini. Harry, and Nagini, the snake. So yep. I didn't you have the locket. The locket. And Hufflepuff's cuff. cuff. The cup. Yep. Right. So, we have a new question this ah. week. I can't and it's I from that. it's the second stump us question. Okay. From Sharon. 
Sharon Ball. Thanks. Sharon had the first one was uh, uh, Norm Duke. Yeah. So this question is the band Clutch has a title, a song titled Hot Bottom Feeder. What is this song about? Uh, so first, <laughs> what is? Are the, you familiar with the band Clutch? I'm, I'm not. Okay, so <laughs> this is one of those things where I like music, but I'm horrible. Like I don't. I just I'll, I'll listen to the radio and be like, oh hey, yeah, that's a pretty good song. Do I know who's playing it? No, <laughs> not at all. Yeah. Um, I have no idea who Clutch is. Is it a band? Is it one of those bands where like people are like slapping their foreheads and like, how do you not know? Who clutches? I don't. Well, it's it's probably generational. Okay. Because the only reason I know Clutch as a band myself is I'm pretty sure they were on Viva La Bam, which was the MTV show from Bam Majera <laughs> from the, the the Johnny Knoxville project where they did a lot of stupid stuff to themselves. And I'm pretty sure Clutch was on that show, and that's the only reason. But I have no idea what this song is about. Okay. I well, I have no idea who the band is and Hot Bottom. Feeder, uh, is this about? Is this? Oh, 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 oh. Um, this is this is a recent song. This is a recent song. It's a it's a social commentary um, about the uh, the state of global climate change and how it's affecting Asian carp populations, right? Yeah, sounds good to me. <laughs> That's or possibly it could be something about uh, flounders because they eat off the bottom or there catfish, you go. right? There you go. So it's about an, uh, oh. something in the water and uh, the Thanks. water's heating up and climate change. Happy Earth Day. We're recording on Earth Day, so it's kind of kind of <laughs> That's, convenient. <laughs> That's where we're going. Oh man! So hot bottom feet. Yeah. Nope. All right. Well, anyways, uh, we might be zero for four unless it is about Asian carp or. Can I get like a half point for the for the Horcruxes? No. All right, we're point five for four likely on this. Um, so just kind of stay tuned and and keep submitting those excellent stump us questions. Oh please! And uh, I love keep that streak going. I love feeling stupid. <laughs> <laughs> We're learning. But oh, yeah, We're learning. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye.